Hey, did you hear about that kidnapping at school? It's okay. He woke up. Look at my feed. What do you see? The Pope of Positivity. Happy weekend, neighborhood. This is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI here. Back with another episode of, um, well, it's I it's the Pontificast because it's going to be a shorter show, but at the same time. Uh, I'm doing fantasy booking, so I guess it's by the book. I just tweeted out uh, something about this, not sure what to call it. And uh, basically, when the show is over, whatever seems to get the most response will be what the show is called. But um, more than likely, no one will respond because it's Saturday evening. And uh, in which case, I'll just have to figure it out. Uh, But either way, I'm happy to be here with you on the heels of the 100th episode of DDT Wrestling. Um, And the big news that I've seen, the rumor going around, is that apparently Survivor Series is going to feature Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal. And 99.3% of the feedback on that is negative, of course, because nobody really likes Jinder Mahal, and Brock Lesnar needs a certain type of opponent, and I think most people uh, don't think Jinder Mahal is that type of opponent. But I'm in the minority, as I usually am when it comes to wrestling opinions. Um, I think this is a good idea, because if this is true, this speaks to me of something that I've thought... WWE should do with this November pay-per-view, one of the big four, even if it's not as exciting as it used to be. And that's the idea of making it Survivor Series, subtitle, bragging rights. Raw versus SmackDown. Because if you have your universal champion taking on your world champion, that's a cross-brand matchup, which means, ideally, in a perfect world, this is going to feature a whole lot of cross-brand matchups. And so as I was driving uh, to get my hairs cut today, as a matter of fact, I started thinking about what the matchup should be. I've been It's been percolating in the back of my head since um, I saw the news, but I think this is exciting. So let's start at the top, obviously. Brock versus Jinder. You know what? This is going to be entertaining because guess what's going to happen? Uh, the Singh brothers are going to rush the ring and attack Brock Lesnar at some point. And then it's going to be Sing Toss. Not Ring Toss, Sing Toss. And we're just going to watch Brock Lesnar throw around Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers um, like lawn darts. And you know what? That's really all you want from a Brock Lesnar match anyways. And if you don't like Jinder, you're going to enjoy watching him get tossed around. So really... What's the problem here? What's so wrong with them taking this pay-per-view that's obviously, while it's a a big four, it's a placeholder. It's getting us closer to the Rumble so we can get closer to WrestleMania season. Let's have some fun. Neighborhood, the Pope of Positivity says, let's have some fun. I want to watch him grab Jinder for a German suplex. Jinder grabs one sing, the other sing grabs the other the first sing, and he throws all three of them across the ring. 
that's the kind of thing we're going for here. If you remember when Brock took on New Day uh, at some point, you know, I don't remember if that was Beast in the East or whatever that was. It's going to be that kind of thing. The match itself doesn't matter. We're looking for the moments of him tossing people around and Heyman looking gleeful. That's all we're going for. So, all right, if we're going to have world champion versus universal champion, it bears to reason that the other titles will be defended as well. Uh, The tag titles, very interesting dynamic if it stays as currently constituted because the Raw tag team champions, as far as I can recall, are Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. The SmackDown tag team champions are the Usos. And as much as you might not like to hear it, neighborhood, Roman Reigns is right in the middle of that. The Shield and the Bloodline, as I have always, whenever I got a WWE game these last few years, um, that's what I called the team of Roman Reigns and the Usos. They were Bloodline. Um, That's an interesting story to watch as, you know, what role will Roman Reigns play in that match if he plays one at all? Will he just, you know, be neutral and watch his two legitimate blood relatives and his two brothers, in quotes, fight it out. How will that work? You know, I I don't think it would happen because they just reunited the shield, but how great would it be if, you know, he aligned with the Usos and turned heel as we all wish he would do, and then he and the Usos were this heel faction. They could even head to Raw. There's nothing that says the Usos couldn't move to Raw. Plus, we need Usos versus Hardys, which is a a tag match we haven't seen uh, that I can recall. Um, So, again, just an idea. Even if it was just Ambrollins versus the Usos, it would be a great match. Um, I also think, you know, we've got the mid-card titles. You've got uh, Baron Corbin as the United States champion, and I believe The Miz is still the Intercontinental champion. Um... That's a matchup that I don't think would stick, which makes me wonder, could Roman Reigns win the Intercontinental title at some point before Survivor Series? I don't believe he's ever held that title before. He's been U.S. champion. He's been world champion. Uh, I don't believe he's ever been Intercontinental champion. You would think they would want him to be some sort of Grand Slam title holder. I think uh, he's obviously held the tag team titles as part of the Shield. So... I could see him easily winning that title from The Miz. You know, The Miz is going to go down as the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. He's clearly on a trajectory to set that record. But if Maurice is pregnant and is going to have a baby, he might want to stay home. He might have a movie or so to make. It's okay for him to lose the title. Um, So, yeah, so I would have... Roman win the Intercontinental title, then you get Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin, uh, which is not going to be a bad match. Roman's a good talent. Corbin's decent enough. That would be an interesting match to see. So that's kind of how the title picture looks, at least for the guys. Brock and Jinder, Roman versus Corbin, and Rollins versus the Usos. Uh, then you've got the women's title. Now, right now, it's Natalia and Alexa Bliss. Um, that, again... Heel versus heel. I'm not opposed to seeing that match. I think it might be very interesting to watch those two. But, um, you know, it's not necessarily a matchup that I think would go for it. Now, could one of them lose the title in the interim? Sure. I don't know uh, what happens first, if it's Starcade or if it's Survivor Series. So, um, 
I'm not sure if, you know, Charlotte could wind up winning. I do think we're going to get a Flair versus a Hart at Starcade, even though Bret Hart was not really a WCW guy. It does make sense from a tradition standpoint. Um, what I think would be interesting here and uh, is Carmella still has the briefcase. And as far as I know, nobody said outright she has to challenge for the SmackDown women's title. What an interesting storyline it would be for her to come down at the end of the match and cash in on Alexa. And all of a sudden, she's now the Raw Women's Champion. Not only does that switch her over, which gives her some new storylines, but then somebody's going to obviously make the switch back. Maybe it would be Alexa Bliss. Maybe it would be someone else, Emma, or something of that nature. It would, again, when you cross the streams, to use a Ghostbusters reference... Hopefully Doc Manson listens to this. When you cross the brands, you allow for that anything-can-happen thing. I'd be interested in seeing that. Plus, Carmella would be a very interesting choice for Asuka to win the title off of. Because, um, again, this, they are so different. It would be interesting to me. All right, so there's the titles. The Cruiserweights, you know, there's not a, a, a Cruiserweight equivalent. Maybe you bring in the, um, the UK champion, put him on actual WWE TV. And, you know, you could have Pete Dunne versus Kalisto or whoever happened to be the Cruiserweight champion by that point. I don't know. That's not the best idea I've ever heard. Maybe they just do some sort of Cruiserweight Open or something. But what we're missing here is we're missing the uh, the Survivor Series match. And obviously we're going to have Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. And what I think is the most interesting thing about this is that right now, if Survivor Series happened tonight, if I was about to sit down and watch the pre-show tonight... No McMahons. Shane's not on SmackDown. Stephanie's not on Raw. Vince isn't in the picture. We could get a Survivor Series Team Raw versus Team SmackDown match that didn't feature a McMahon. How wonderful would that be to actually let it be Angle versus Brian? I think that would be, you know, interesting and refreshing to get the McMahons out of the picture. I know they've been out of the picture for a good portion of 2017 with the exception of Shane and Vince for a minute when Stephanie at the beginning of the year. So as you heard me just talk myself into, get them out. Plus, we've got a great, you know, the, the roster is so deep that we can do a great match even without Brock, Roman, Corbin, Ambrose, Rollins, all of that. So here's the, the teams I put together. I didn't put a huge amount of thought into this. There are probably better options out there, but it's interesting for, uh, on a variety of levels of the way I have this set up. So let me just run it by you right now. The Raw side, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, The Miz, and I don't know if he would be back from injury in time, but it would be great as a last-minute curveball, Samoa Joe. Strowman, Balor, Wyatt, Miz, Samoa Joe. Let's move over to the SmackDown side. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura. Styles, Owens, Zayn, Orton, Shinsuke versus Strowman, Balor, Wyatt, Joe, Miz. So let's talk about all the stories you've got here. You've got the fact that Balor and Wyatt are feuding and they're going to be on the same t side. You've got the fact that, you know, Owens and AJ aren't necessarily buddy-buddy and they're going to be on the same side. You've got Shinsuke and Owens 
who probably, if they don't have, I don't know that they have history necessarily, but that would be an interesting interaction. You could do Shinsuke versus Joe. We could rehash their NXT title matches. You've got Balor and Styles, who at one point, each of them would tag in and they would do the slow turn and face each other like we got with uh, AJ and Shinsuke. You would dab that with Balor and Shinsuke. You would have Strowman versus Owens at one point. You could have Strowman, you know, there's just... The beauty of a Survivor Series match, I get it. Elimination tag matches, if you fill a card with them, it's kind of boring. But the beauty is the moments. We just learned this. Watching Hell in a Cell, how many of these great moments were there? So that's my 10. You know, it it pained me not to put Rusev on Team SmackDown. Physical pain. Um, You could put, again, some, you know, other guys. You could throw the club in there. You could put a tag team. It could be the club and New Day or whatever, however you wanted to do it. You could put Balor and the club on a team and AJ on the other side. There's a storyline there just in that that would be interesting. Um, But Team Raw versus Team SmackDown is a great idea. All right. We're running a little short on time, so let's go, go, go. Uh, I think we need another tag team match. I've put together a fatal four-way tag team match. Um, Two teams from Raw, two teams from SmackDown. You could also do this as a traditional Survivor Series match where it's four on each side. That would also be okay. Uh, My Raw raw team is the Bar. And the team of Matt Hardy and Jason Jordan. Why Matt Hardy and Jason Jordan? I'm glad you asked. Let me give you the SmackDown side. Uh, The New Day, and the team of Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. So now you've got Gable and Jordan, American Alpha, on opposite sides. You've got Jordan and Benjamin on opposite sides. You've got the New Day and the Bar. I don't know. I can't recall. They must have feuded. They must have feuded. But you've got, again, various moving parts. You could watch Cesaro and Shelton Benjamin wrestle each other, talk about a you know, dream matchup. Matt Hardy's in there in some form. Again, you could swap some of these pieces out. Brizongo's not part of it. The Bludgeon Brothers aren't part of it. They could go old school. They could go super old school. The early years of Survivor Series where they had five teams versus five teams and it was ten guys a side or eight guys depending on the year. And like you couldn't run the ropes because the wrestlers were just it was like a lumberjack match if all the lumberjacks were standing on the apron. There was just that much muscle and talent there. But you could do it. You've got enough teams, at least on the SmackDown side. I'm sure you could figure it out on the Raw side. I my my thirty second aside here. My, you know, it's not a, a DC and Doc show if there's no tangent. I had forgotten that the revival was a thing, and I felt so bad that I had forgotten that the revival was a thing. Is it too late for Dash and Dawson? It might be. They've had so many stops and starts that it might be too late. And and, and it hurts. It hurts me real deep. But anyways, um, the last thing I wrote down, and again... There could be a battle broil or something. They could do another pre-show match. You know, there's other pieces. The The undercard isn't really represented here. Um, but, you know, Survivor Series, to me, again, I, I think I've done a by-the-book about this before, is that you want there to be a survival aspect. Uh, and if you're going to have a survival aspect, shouldn't you have a tournament? And why not have a King of the Ring tournament? In fact, nay, nay. Let's have a Queen of the Ring tournament. 
that ends at Survivor Series. Let's have a Queen of the Ring tournament where it's against a couple of female talents from Raw, a couple of female talents from SmackDown. It doesn't even have to end. It could just be the semifinals of those matches taking place at Survivor Series. Um, again, I threw together... You could have Becky Lynch versus Charlotte in the SmackDown semifinal. Lynch, Charlotte, winner goes on to wrestle for the Queen of the Ring. And then on the Raw side, Asuka, Sasha Banks. And again, mix and match here. You want to put Bailey in there, put Bailey in there. You want it to be Asuka Naya, make it Asuka Naya. Um, you know, how they book Asuka's first loss is going to be really telling about what they want to do. You know, Doc Manson's going to riot if she loses before she wins at least three or four titles. But, you know, again, it'll be interesting to see. But I'd love to see a female tournament queen of the ring. That would put one, two, that would put three women's matches on a pay-per-view. That doesn't happen often. I'd like to see that if we're going to really be pro-women's wrestling. The women, I know they're a smaller percentage, but they should feature pretty heavily. So if you put this together, if if you had Survivor Series bragging rights and it was Raw versus SmackDown, no McMahon to be seen, and Team Angle versus Team Brian in some sort of big crazy thing, Champion versus Champion, Raw versus SmackDown, AJ versus Balor, Owens versus Strowman, all of that stuff going on. What you have with that, ladies and gentlemen, in my, not even professional, in my Pope of Positivinal opinion, what you have there is you have a pay-per-view to rival NXT TakeOver War Games. Everyone's like, oh man, War Games is going to be so much better than Survivor Series. <laughs> right now, as far as I know, because I'm staying spoiler-free, spoil me at your peril. Um... It's war games. And it's a confusing way of doing war games to boot. I see no reason why Survivor Series couldn't easily be better than NXT TakeOver War Games. And if you went with a themed show, bragging rights, Raw versus SmackDown, heck, put the Rumble spots up for grabs. You know what I mean? Like, losing team gets most of the first ten picks. Winning team gets most of the last ten entries in the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, there's a lot of things they could you could go, you could do, you could have with that. I think it would be a very good show, and I hope you think it would be a very good show, and I hope you think this has been a very good episode of, once again, hold on, let's check really quick. Let's check really quick. Oh, I've got two notifications. What's it saying? Oh, no. Whoever responded didn't really help me all out at all. Uh, either way, so we'll call it. Uh, we'll call it the Pontificast. You know what? I can't have multiple shows. I can't do it. I'm the. I gotta do the Pontificast, and this is a Pontificast show with a by the book theme. And I have booked Survivor Series bragging rights. I want to know what you think at DC Matthews NAI DDT Wrestling at Gmail dot com. Let me know what you think of my ideas. And until we meet again, my friends. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. See you around the neighborhood.